0: project tribute foundation is a 501 c3 nonprofit dedicated to aiding our nation's first responders our vision and mission is to enhance the life-saving capabilities of our first responders through raising awareness and funding for the life-saving work that they do our goal with the podcast is to be an educational avenue and a method for our heroes to express themselves in the podcast we will discuss various tough subjects some of the subjects may be uncomfortable or controversial Our guests have a right to share their thoughts and ideas and for our listeners to hear the unedited words of our guests. The Foundation's role is to showcase a diverse array of thoughts and opinions within the First Responder community. If you hear something that you do not agree with, please consider reaching out to us at projecttributefoundation at gmail.com and join our podcast. If you're a First Responder and you would like to share your story, we truly would love to hear from you and learn from your experiences. Please enjoy this week's show, and as always, like, comment, and share to help us grow. You can find more information at www.projecttribute.com. Thanks, and have a great one.
1: Hello, and welcome to the Project Tribute podcast. I am your host, James, and I have my co-host here. Sarah. All right, so we're going to dive right in. Um, we're going to start with a little bit of a introduction of ourselves. Um, To kind of give you some backstory on us. So, to start out, I'm James. Obviously, I said before, um, I am a police officer. I've been a police officer for three years, maybe three and a half, if you're including cleat and stuff, the academy. Um, A little bit of background on me. Um, Before I got into law enforcement, I was a... Well, I had quite a few jobs, but they included being a personal trainer. I was a personal trainer for a year and a half, two years maybe, I think. Um, went to college for personal training, got my associate's degree in fitness and health um, with a minor in business. So a lot of good stuff there. Uh, went to a gym, a CrossFit gym, trained there for a little while. I loved it. It was an awesome job, but I just didn't really like the pay. Yeah, <laughs> The pay wasn't the best thing ever because you're... Your pay is uh, your clientele. If your clientele doesn't show up or something like that, you don't get paid. Um, if they get injured, you don't get paid. Um, so it, it was really hard to get a foundation on like, okay, I know I'm going to make this much money this mm-hmm. month. It was always just kind of random and too sporadic for me. Plus, you didn't have insurance or anything like that or retirement okay. through it. Mm-mm. You don't get any of that stuff. So you're, you're almost like a contractor.
2: Okay,
1: gotcha. Basically, like so you like contract. CrossFit? Yes. Okay, gotcha. So you like contract for a gym, and I'm I'm pretty sure even if I worked in a, like a box gym, like a franchise gym, mm-hmm. like a Ten Gym or Planet Fitness or something like that, I think it's the same thing. Don't quote me, but I want to say it's still contract type work. Like you get your own clients, yeah. and. They pay you. I don't know. I, I never worked in a big box gym. I just worked at a, one of those little CrossFit gyms and like the shopping centers type things. Um but after that, I went to go work at um a sheriff's office. Uh did that for a while, uh, about a year and a half. Uh we'll we'll talk about the differences between sheriff's offices and police departments and state troopers, all that stuff at another time, but uh, I didn't care for it too much, so I left, um, tried to get hired on at a PD municipality. Couldn't get hired on, so I took a job, so I had income still coming in at a call center. Did that for literally exactly a year, and then I finally got hired with the agency that I'm with right now. Um, and Sierra's on that same agency with me as well, uh, Bartlesville Police Department. So Sierra, do you want to give a little bit of a introduction on you?
2: So I obviously have had numerous jobs as well. I started law enforcement when I was 20 years old. Uh, Prior from law enforcement, I did management in uh, restaurant, management in hotel. Obviously, I started from the bottom. The restaurant kind of had a foot in. My parents knew the owner, so he kind of started teaching me management at a very young age, Mm -hmm. et cetera. Um, But then I went to college at Brown Mackey College for two years to get my associates in criminal justice. And then I started at Mounds, little small department.
1: That's right. Oh, I correct. always forget that you started I, I at a small a department. Reserve, mm-hmm. so, that means you weren't paid, right?
2: Correct. So I was a reserve for just a little bit. Um, realized that that wasn't for me. I wanted something bigger and better. So do you, I, I do I
1: you want, to go, want to go into what, like, what it means to be a reserve for those that don't know? what a reserve police officer is
2: so i think that's different for like every department in every county depending on how big it is and stuff like that because so i started out in mounds is in creek county and we are itty bitty so there was one full-time officer or <laughs> chief <I would> <laughs> so one time ta- one full-time chief and then the rest of the officers were were reserves mm-hmm. so
1: meaning that n- the only paid person was the chief right and because it was such a small department he probably made like what ten dollars an hour
2: i'm unsure i didn't discuss that with the chief
1: (laughs) (laughs) i bet it was something low like that
2: i yeah i believe so and um it was just really really difficult i mean i was so excited to start uh, Mm -hmm. this department just because of fto Mm -hmm. like i don't Mm -hmm. have to be a google cop quote unquote yeah um super exciting uh which I wasn't very fond of our FTO. Which yeah. We all know that. now. Did you even have an FTO
1: program or was it just kind of like a, here's your badge and gun? <laughs> go, go do cop stuff.
2: Yeah. I mean, I'll always be transparent. It was uh, more of a, here's your badge and get it done. Yeah. Um. Thankfully I wasn't in that situation for a long time. And I realized even though I was young that that wasn't for me and I knew where my heart was. I knew I wanted to do better. I knew I wanted more knowledge And everything like that, even though that you know, we have some holes in our FTO, Mm -hmm. they're still good. There's good and bad in everywhere and anywhere. Mm -hmm. But I was still thankful no matter what I went through or what had happened or anything like that, or what I didn't learn, or what I did learn. Like Mm -hmm. I was thankful to have a process like that, even though you know there's holes still.
1: I was still thankful. So yeah it um i mean you, you gotta you gotta think of it too they um you know whether it was uh a bad experience or a good experience it was still an experience Absolutely. that brought you value training and knowledge um so we never want to uh, down any agency or anything like that um, because they especially the smaller agencies. I mean, the stuff that they have to put up with as far as funding and stuff is really difficult. So, you know, any agency or place that we talk about, we always want to send them love and respect because they're probably, I mean, the things that they have to deal with. We're we're like a medium-sized agency. So some of the things that we, you know, fuss about is nothing compared to somebody that has like Five officers. <laughs>
2: Absolutely. <laughs> you know? and I think that's why I can continue to like have a positive impact on people at the police sure. department. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, that's nothing because I've been here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We can relate to specific things where it's not that bad, and people this this agency may be their first agency, and they don't know that there's worse or there's better out mm-hmm. there. Yep. So I'm always grateful. Yeah. I mean, we're not perfect, but I'm grateful for what we have.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. What um what got you into looking at our agency that we work for?
2: um, So it reminded me a lot of my hometown. Mm-hmm. And I was young, obviously. Yeah. Um, so I didn't want to have my foot in the door. Yeah. And I looked around and Bartlesville was a lot like Sepulpa. Yeah. So I was like, I want a challenge. I don't know anybody there. I don't have a foot in the door. It's all going to be on me. And we all know you have to apply for a law enforcement job more than once. Yeah. I, I, I got my job on the first try. And that was all on me. Mm-hmm. I didn't have help from so-and-so lieutenant, so-and-so sergeant. I did all this by myself. And yeah. I'm very proud of that. So that's why I looked into Bartlesville. Heck yeah, man. What about you?
1: Well, you know, I was, like I said, when I when I went through that period where I was looking for a place to work, um, I knew that I wanted to do law enforcement. I also know, knew that I wanted to do a municipality because in... So it's really interesting. In some states, um, in some states, one agency uh, is more, for lack of a better word, popular than the other one. Um, So like, for example, in our state, Oklahoma, if you want better pay, better equipment, and a better retirement, um, just just as purely a numbers game, right? If you want all that stuff, You're probably going to want to go work at a PD, a municipality Um, in other states. So, like, for example, California, just from I've never lived in California, but just from what I've looked at and read and people I've talked to, working at a sheriff's office is pretty cool in California. Um, They have good funding, good equipment, good retirement. Obviously, that depends on the particular agency, but at a broad in a broad view It's a pretty good idea to work for a sheriff's office there. Um, So every state is different. But in Oklahoma specifically, uh, everybody was like, you want to join a PD. You know, go work at a PD. You'll get into the um, Oklahoma police pension, which is really good. It's better than purely numbers game. It's better than the um, Sheriff's Office Association's retirement, uh, which is like a rule of 90. Mm -hmm. Right. Now, they just recently got a better retirement system, but...
2: That's for the new people that's joined.
1: Exactly. I mean, people didn't get... From
2: my understanding, it's, it's the people that, they haven't been grandfathered in yet, so... Yeah,
1: there was no grandfathering in yet, um, unfortunately. But it's, to my knowledge, it's still not as good as the Oklahoma police pension. So, that's the better retirement to do. So, I knew I wanted to be a patrol officer at a municipality, mm-hmm. so... I mean, really, I just kind of got on the website and looked at what places were hiring. Yeah. And I sent one to Bartlesville and the process was like only three weeks long. Like I just, they were needing people so bad. I still went through the whole processes, you know, just like anybody else. But if I passed one segment, they just immediately moved me on to the next. There wasn't like a, you know, some agencies, uh, it's like a month wait to get to the next step. It's like a six month application process. but. Um, our agency was needing people so bad they just kind of moved me along. Mm-hmm. uh, Since I passed everything and I was hired, so I was like, "Thank God, finally!" <laughs> right,
0: right. I, I thought the same thing.
1: Now it was an hour drive for me for a while, so I was like, "Screw that!" So I moved here, mm-hmm. so I didn't have to make that commute, and now I'm like down the street from the PD, basically. But right. it's nice, man. I re- I really enjoy it. Um, community is a big aspect too um like as far as where you're living does your community support the police do they like the police luckily here i'd say they support us pretty well absolutely. um i have more people who come up to me and say thank you for what you do um we appreciate you things like that more than anything else so it's definitely good you know to be here what do you what do you think about it here
2: no i absolutely agree i feel like that we're more fortunate than other communities i mean we really oh for sure we 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 all have the good and bad i mean let's just be transparent now but overall we have a very very good community oh yeah i couldn't be more proud
1: oh yeah definitely looking back i think that because for a while there i was looking at what what job you know do i want to do because i when i realized that personal training wasn't really the thing for me i was like man i i want to do something right excuse me, I want to serve in some aspect. Um, then with personal training, I was able to serve people that were having health problems. So people that were overweight, uh, people that were struggling with their bodies, um, and get them to a better place. I'll never forget one, one lady was having, um, shoulder issues for the longest time. And I showed her one exercise, one exercise, um, a, uh, I'm not as versed as I used to be with specific exercises, but basically when you're doing a chest fly, Mm -hmm. the exact opposite motion where you're going in the opposite direction to work your back. So like a rear, like a back fly, basically. I don't know if that's the proper term. Like I said, it's been a while. Um, But I showed her that movement and she was like, oh wow, this feels great. And I think it was like two weeks later, she was in there again, and she stopped me, and she was like, I just want to tell you that movement that you showed me, I've been doing it, and my shoulder flexibility has gone up tremendously, and I can finally use my shoulder the way I used to use it again. That's amazing. And also, you know, a moment like that, you're like, holy crap, like, that is just so cool yeah. that I was able to help somebody in that way. Um, yeah, it was something as simple as showing her a movement that she had just never seen before or heard about or knew how to do. So I don't want to serve in some aspect and that got me looking into um, law enforcement Mm -hmm. and I don't regret it at all. Uh, The job definitely has its stressors, you know, but overall it's a great field if you're wanting to, you know, give back to your community or your state or your County, you know, whatever agency you choose, it gives you an opportunity to, give back. Because obviously, I mean, look, let's be clear about it, it's a dangerous job as well. Oh, absolutely. So, I mean, you can die at any point on this job. Um, and it, for the most part, right, we live in a good community, but for the most part around the United States and around the world, it's a thankless job as well. People don't um, necessarily realize what you go through and what you deal with. Things, they don't realize the people that you keep away from them. Yeah. So, like, you arrest somebody mm-hmm. that could have been this citizen's worst nightmare, but yeah. you put them away so the citizen doesn't even have to know the terror that this criminal could bring to them. And you you, yeah. you, inadvertently, without them knowing it, save that person, yes. right? Like, their house could have been next on this guy's list.
2: Exactly. So, you know, when I look at law enforcement, you know, depending on, like, how long you've been in law enforcement and stuff like that, I kind of feel like that dictates a lot of stuff. So, like, let's say when you were, I started when I was 22. I don't know when you started. but
1: 25, maybe. Yeah, you know, we,
2: we were pretty young. Mm-hmm. That's young. 25 is still young. Yeah. Um, I remember, you know, I, I grew up in a very strict Mexican military household. Mm-hmm. So, we have different beliefs, different culture than the plain Jane person in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. I know that I've realized that, especially when I first started law enforcement. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, you, you talk to the plain Jane citizen
0: mm-hmm. and
2: it's, it's almost like, wow, you know, everybody has different beliefs and different everything, but some people are so untuned to some stuff. Oh, absolutely. Like, oh my God. I wish I, could think like that once in my life. I don't remember ever thinking once on thinking the worst thing possible, but that was because of the the way I was raised. Absolutely, You know what I mean? So it's like, you know, I had talked to this one chief one time uh, over there in Creek County and he was like, I want to write a book on the jealousy towards citizens of, they really just don't know what's around them. Mm-hmm. And I've been in law enforcement for so long that mm-hmm. I know everything bad around us.
1: That's a great point. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, and absolutely. That, that
2: just touched my heart. And I was, I, I'm like I said, I was 22 and I was young and I was like, I completely understand what you're saying.
1: Mm-hmm. No, I was, I was the same way. I, I was even more naive because when I, uh, before I got into it, I had no idea that there was like, um. I used to believe I grew up in a really ghetto area mm-hmm. um, in Houston, Texas, a r- like a really ghetto area. Uh, I lived on like the one decent street surrounded by like low income housing.
2: So when you mean ghetto, can you explain that to me? Because everybody <laughs> has a different definition of ghetto. So, so low, explain
1: it to me. low income, lots of crime, um, lots of drugs, mm-hmm. lots of cop cars and sirens all around, gunshots, things like that. Not a gray area. So, my it it was so strange. My one street was like decent, Mm -hmm. and literally surrounding it, this one street was like apartment complexes for um, the more criminal element all around my one street. So, I was always around that kind of stuff. Um, And even then, when I got on, the best way to put it is, I always believe that. Okay, you have a city, right? The crime is allocated to one part of the city, mm-hmm. but then I became a cop, and I'm like, there's crime everywhere. <laughs> you know,
2: absolutely. And that's there's hot spots before. right
1: down the street from my house, right? Exactly. You don't realize that. You think you're in a certain neighborhood, you're safe. No, your next door neighbor could be doing some crazy stuff and get arrested.
2: And as officers, we we realize that, right? Like, yeah. the, the the poor community, they're not going to commit crime usually. In their own community, they're yep. going to go to the richer part because oh yeah, they they are jealous. They have uh, a thought process on it. They think they're better than them. Th- there's always something human about why people commit the crime.
1: Oh, for sure. You
2: know what I mean? So it's sure. it's crazy once you get into the career, what you see.
1: For sure, that I completely agree. Um, great point to end the. The section off on. Um, I want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, once again, this is Project Tribute Podcast. I'm your host, James, and I have my co host here. And we are signing off. Thank you for listening.
0: This podcast is hosted by the Project Tribute Foundation. We are a 501c3 nonprofit dedicated to aiding our first responders. Thank you for listening. For more information on our efforts, check us out at www.projecttribute.com. If you're a first responder that would like to share your story, contact us at projecttributefoundation@gmail.com. at gmail.com. You can find us on various social media and podcast sites by searching the Project Tribute Foundation, of donations are used to save lives while our retail store pays for any of our operational costs. Thank you again, and please be sure to like us, follow us, and share our foundation with your friends. Thank you, and have a great day.